1: A quick look around and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize millions need Christ. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, hi there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. The world is chock full of millions upon millions who are in desperate need of Christ. And again, as I mentioned a moment ago, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. In fact, Jesus told us this in Luke 10, the harvest is great. But it's never been about the harvest as much as it's been about the harvesters, you and I. Are we doing our job? Let's be encouraged in that today, shall we? Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with this edition of Times of Refreshing.
2: Luke chapter 10, we're going to look at verse 1 on down. Jesus is getting ready to dispatch and release his disciples out to make an impact with the gospel, and to share the message of hope and blessing to people who were really looking for it. And I don't care what kind of sphere of influence you have, there are people all around you that are just looking for us to open our mouths and share the glorious gospel with them. They're everywhere. And it says here in verse 1, it says, After these things the Lord appointed seventy others also, and sent them two by two before His face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is what? Great. But the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. "'Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, "'and greet no one along the road. "'But whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. "'And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. "'If not, it will return to you, and remain in the same house, "'eating and drinking such things as they give, "'for the laborer is worthy of his wages. "'Do not go from house to house. "'Whatever city you enter, And they receive you, eat such things that are set before you, and heal the sick there. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whatever city you enter, and they do not receive you, go out into its streets and say, the very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. But I say to you that it will be more tolerable in the day of of For Sodom than for that he says city. You know, so for all of us, we have to see that our one of our mandates is to share our faith, is to share the gospel, is to get out, is to do the best that we can to reach people that are looking. That young both of those young men were looking, they just needed someone to lead them, and God will use anyone whose heart is turned towards him and is available. We have to make ourselves available every day that, God, I'm available. Use me to change somebody's life. Use me to have an impact. And God doesn't have you in a situation or in a a place just by happenstance. Never forget that you are on a mission that God wants to use your life as an instrument of righteousness to reach somebody so their lives can be changed. And that they can find hope in the things that God wants to bring into their lives. And most importantly, they can find forgiveness in their life. It says in verse 1, After these things the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face and into every city and place where he himself was about to go. This first verse, I love this because when he says two by two, he's helping us to understand that one plants, one waters, and then ultimately God gives the increase. All of us need each other if we're going to bring in the harvest. He didn't just send them out one by one. He sent them out two by two. And so when it comes to the gospel, realize God wants us to understand the value of partnership of interdependence that you're just not a lone rangers that god wants to partner you with others to help to see people come to know him and it's important and it's imperative that we understand this because some people get so gripped with pride and arrogance that they think they don't need anyone else that i'm the chief evangelist and no one can tell me anything But Jesus is making a point here. He sent them out two by two. He's trying to help us to understand unity. To understand the value of of, of working together. A partnership, like I said. And interdependence. One plants. One waters. Then God gives the increase. And that way nobody gets the glory. Can I have an amen? You didn't do it. You didn't get saved. Just because somebody planted, somebody watered, and then ultimately God gave the increase. You didn't get saved just by you or or, or just by one person. God uses people. And for all of us, we have to see this aspect of his ministry. And understand that as God is sending you out, he's gone before you. And he's sending you in a direction that he's going to go. Keep this in mind when it comes to partnership. I want to share my faith with people that God is working on. We have to learn to partner with the Holy Spirit. We have to learn to partner with God. He said here, and I love this, he said he, he sent them two, two by two before his faith into every city and place where he himself was about to go. They were preparing the way for the Lord as the Lord has had prepared them for the way and all of us have to see this let the Holy Spirit lead you to people that that God is already moving in the direction towards let him speak to your heart let him let, let him let you know that I'm working on this person go get him go share you may be the planter or you may be the waterer but You're also partnering with the Holy Spirit. Jesus sent them out to prepare the way. This is the direction I'm going. Now you guys go before and I'm coming behind you. And for all of us here, this is what we have to understand in our relationship with God. Like I said earlier, God is going before you, but he's also leading you into a direction that he's already going. Keep that in mind. I didn't get on that plane and go to Portland, and God didn't know I wasn't was going to be there. He knew exactly who I needed to be. He knew ex- where I needed to be. He knew exactly who I needed to connect with. He knew exactly the, my timing and my season for being where I needed to be. And for all of us, we have to see that this is we're partnering with the Lord. And the direction you're going is the direction He's going. And he's leading you in that direction. Can I have an amen, y'all? Amen. And then it says here in verse two. Then he said to them, "The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest that to send out laborers into his harvest." And I think this is important. I said this earlier. The problem is never the har- the, har- the harvest. I don't get. I don't. You know, I look at stuff that's going on in the world and I say, "This is this is crazy." But, I, but I'm not surprised. Because God said this is, it was going to be crazy. And that's the reason why he anointed you, raised you up, called you, got you off drugs, got you off your situation. Got, got, put your, get your, got your mind working right again. And delivered you so that he can use you as an instrument to go help somebody else get free from their situation and their circumstance. Can I have an amen, y'all? And for all of us, we have to understand this about walking with God. The world is going to get darker. But the church is going to get brighter. And the church is going to become a beacon of light and hope for people that want to see God do something in their lives. To bring true change within their hearts and in their lives. And so for us, obviously, it's crazy the stuff that's going on on the planet right now. All over the world. But your mandate doesn't change. My mandate doesn't change. How can God use me as an instrument to reach somebody and touch someone's life? The problem is not the harvest. The, and it's it's harvest time. But he said the laborers are few. He didn't say the church attenders are few. Can I have an amen? Churches are packed out, but who's laboring? Who's putting their foot to the ground and getting out and reaching people and touching people? We're going to get down here a little deeper, but really touching people. Listen, let me say this to you. Twitter is not a ministry. You better put your phone down and go down and get in the street. Instagram is not a ministry. Put it down, stop the faith, the selfies, and get down and go reach somebody and touch them. Touch them. Get to where they're at. Can I have an amen? And we have to see this. We have to understand that when it comes to, when it comes to our walk with Christ, that this is what he's looking for. Because it's the laborers who are few. Where are the men and women of God that want to get their hands dirty? And deal with real life issues when it comes to people's hearts and their lives and their lifestyles and what they're doing. Well, you know, I just don't have time. You have time for things that you value. If you value people, go and reach them with the gospel. Go share your faith with them. Let them know that, that their lives are can be totally changed through through Jesus Christ and the gospel. This is what we need. We, we got to get back. We got to get the church. has got to get out of the clouds and get down on the ground and start sharing and touching somebody that needs help. This is what we need, and this is what Jesus is talking about. He said the harvest is great. This is, this is great. Go get them. Reach them. Do something. Use the gospel as a means to change and touch someone's life. He says, but the laborers are few. He says, therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And this is what we need. The the world's going to change when the church changes. When the church wakes up and starts putting their foot to the ground and and gets out and starts reaching people. And I don't mean just reaching your family members. I mean reaching people. Reaching people, reaching anybody. Everybody needs the gospel. Everybody needs a touch from the Lord. Everybody needs to be healed and delivered and saved and set free. Everybody needs to be freed from the bondage of the devil. Can I have an amen, y'all? Everybody needs it. And Jesus died so that everyone would have an opportunity. But we're just here in the church. And we're just comfortable in our plush seats. And we're comfortable with with all of our gadgets. And we're not putting our gadgets down and saying, Man, I'm going over there, man. I'm going to go share my faith with that guy right there. And the Holy Spirit is leading me. Go, I'm going to go touch that person right there. I'm I'm going to the mall. I'm going to minister to somebody. I'm, I'm going to reach somebody on my job. We start getting this mindset So, because that's what the true love of God is about. And for us... We have to see that us being comfortable is not God's ultimate goal for our lives. And we're going to get here in a minute as we go down here. But it's not about that. sometimes. And and sharing the, the message, your message of faith in Christ, it's not popular. And it does make people feel uncomfortable. And it does make people feel convicted. And people are going to ask you, why are you reading that Bible? And what will we say when they ask us? And, and people are going to question our faith and why we this and why we that. And people are going to ask us. The, but that's fine. You can ask as many questions as you want. But I know that I know Jesus Christ and I know he saved me. And I may not know everything about the Bible, but I know him because he came into my life and changed my life. We got to learn that you don't have to be a theologian to share your faith. Can I have an amen, y'all? You don't have to know everything. But you gotta know Him, and if you know Him, that's all you need to know. And for all of us here, we gotta we gotta break this off of us, this spirit of fear. The devil wants to intimidate the church out of sharing their faith. He wants to put us in a little closet over here and say, "Don't mention Jesus." But the earth is uh, is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. That. There, Oh, Saints, stop thinking you are in the minority. You are in the majority. You know how many angels that are on your side? Do you know you have the God of the universe on your side? Open your mouth and tell people about Jesus and watch out. Ooh, I'm feeling something in here today. I'm feeling something in here. I'm feeling something. I'm feeling it because what's happened is the devil, the devil, is. he's trying to make us weaklings. Don't mention Jesus. Just say a higher power. No, no. I'm not saying a higher power because that's not... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He died. He was buried. He got up out of the grave. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. He is my... He is my... I'm telling you right. He is my first and my last. He is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He died for me and I am not ashamed. I will never be ashamed. And you're not going to ever make me ashamed because I... I have an amen in here can I have an amen in here and for all of us here we have to get this in our spirits that the laborers are few the workers the workers are few the people that want to work to see people get saved I want to work well I shared with them and they did they rejected me so I just thought I'd be better be quiet well, let me ask you this. Are, are, do, you work, do you work in sales? Yes. Well, when they shut you down the first time, did you stop? No. Well, you kept going back, right? Telling them you need this product. Isn't it amazing what we'll do for money? But let me share this with y'all. You better start storing up some treasures in heaven. I'm not going to heaven broke. Can I have an Amen. I'm not going to heaven broke. I'm not going to be broke in heaven. I want some crowns. I don't want to stand in heaven and I got one little crown. <laughs> you know, people, they, yeah, you know, i mean, people are rich in the world, but they are poor in heaven. And what we have to realize is that it, when we work, we're laboring now. And then God will reward us openly in the end. But who wants to work? We have a lot of people, they don't want to work. They want to to just get preached to, and then that's it. Look what he says in verse 3, saints. Look what he says. He says, go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. This is the thing that we have to keep in mind as we're sharing our faith, and and as the harvest is great, is that there's going to be a hostility towards Towards our mission, the devil's against you sharing your faith. You know, the devil—he doesn't want you to have—he that's that's the worst when you're having a dream in this, and then you're trying to say something in your dream, and it, and it and you can't say it. That's how the devil wants you to be. He wants to he wants to make the church mute in terms of the gospel. You can talk about politics, you could talk about this, you could talk about that. But when you attempt to talk about the gospel, about Jesus openly, the devil, he doesn't want you to talk about him. You can talk about all the other stuff. Don't talk about Jesus. He wants to make us mute. And for all of us, we have to see that there's a hostility towards it. Jesus made this clear that you're going to be going out as lambs among wolves. Accept that fact. Understand it. Don't take it personal. Don't think it's a a kingdom issue. There are two opposing kingdoms that are at war, and we're in the midst of this battle. But our job is to make sure that we stick to message, and we maintain the character uh, and integrity that Christ has forged in our hearts and in our lives as we go forth. But I think the big thing here is, is that Jesus is making it clear. You're going and there's going to be hostility. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that come to try you as though some strange things has happened to you. Understand that that this is part of what goes on in the midst of this battle. You crossed over onto the Lord's side. Now the devil, he's not going to like that. So yeah, he's going to lie on you. Yeah, he's going to bring accusation against you. Yeah, he's going to tell your family members that you're crazy and that you're a Jesus freak. Yeah, he's going to say things about you. And because he wants people to to doubt your credibility and to call into question the message that you're carrying now. But don't worry about that. If you stand with Christ, Christ will stand with you. And in the end, can I have an amen, y'all? And in the end, he's the one that's going to justify you. And so for all of us, we have, to take, we have to make sure that we take that step over onto the Lord's side and realize there's going to be times when you lose friends and people don't want to talk to you. There's a hostility towards the gospel. Why? Because the devil doesn't like the gospel. The world. The gospel challenges the world's systems and the world's ways and the world's character. And men, the scripture says, love darkness rather than light. And so when you come on the scene bringing light, Light makes manifest the things of darkness. And so people don't like light initially. They don't want to hear it. So what do they do? They turn that off. Don't come up in here talking about that. We don't want to hear about that. You better cut that out. And what happens is the enemy wants you, the world wants you to be quiet. And that's why it's okay. You know, the, 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 the world doesn't mind the gospel being preached or a gospel being preached, as long as it's not in its purest form. Bring me to church. Yeah, I'll go. But I don't want to hear them say anything about sin. Don't say anything about my lifestyle. Don't say anything about my money. Don't say anything. And so people, they don't want to hear that, but they want to hear, you know, you're, God loves you. And you're just the best thing since sliced bread. And God needs you, and they want to hear stuff like that. Why? Well, it feeds their ego. But when, when when you preach a pure the pure message of the gospel that says all of us were born in the sin and shaped in iniquity, and all of us need to be changed. We all need to be born again. We need to be saved. And yes, God loves you, but He's not going to leave you the way that He found you. He's going to change your life. Amen. And there the word repentance is necessary the word forgiveness is necessary and for all these words that people want to take out of the gospel and I talked about this last time I preached we got to we got to bring them back into the gospel because this is what changes people's lives if john the baptist preached repentance then who are we not to preach repentance if jesus preached repentance who are we not to we need to preach repentance that you can repent. You can change your mind and go in a different direction. Well, the world is hostile towards that. The world doesn't want to hear that. Don't tell me anything like that. Don't, don't, don't tell me anything like that. Because what you're saying is that I need to change. It's amazing how everybody wants change until they're the person that needs to change. <laughs> can I have an amen, y'all? Everybody wants change. Well, you got to change. Well, I don't know about that, brother. So the world, is, the world is hostility from the world. This is what Jesus is saying. You're going to be a lamb in the midst of wolves. Hostility towards the world. And then also hostility, towards, hostility from your flesh. Your flesh doesn't like you right now. When you get saved and give your life to Jesus and really start living for Jesus, your flesh doesn't like you. Your flesh is crying out. There's something inherent within us that's, that's wrong that God Wants to kill every day, so that the new you can emerge. And your flesh doesn't like it. Your flesh doesn't want to hear, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. Your flesh is saying, "Feed me, feed me all the all the the delicacies of the world. Feed me all of the you know the perversions and the, and the lust, and the self, you know, gratification. Feed me." And Jesus said, no, we're going to kill that old you so the new you can step on the scene.
1: A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us, address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit.